0: If you tuned into this podcast because of the title, we've got some good news in the midst of your bad news. Today, we are talking about how to defeat discouragement. It's an invisible enemy that attacks everyone on a regular basis, but we have insights, strategies, and tactics to defeat the spirit of discouragement. So take heart, babe, we got your back. I promise this podcast, will put the wind back in your sails. This is the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast with tips, tools, and biblical truth to build your brand, business, or ministry. If you're a Christian speaker, writer, coach, or entrepreneur, this is the podcast you've been praying for. Get ready to increase your impact, income, and influence. Here are your hosts, the mother, her son, and his wife doing business, ministry, and life to shape the culture for Christ. Tamara Lowe, Zach Lowe and Jillian Lowe. Let's
1: go. Hey, everyone. Coach Jillian here with Coach Tam and you are watching or listening to the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast. And boy, oh boy, are we glad you're here with us today. We are talking about what to do when you are feeling discouraged, Coach Tam. There's not one of us that hasn't felt discouraged. Can you uh, kick us off today and and maybe even share with us a time when maybe you yourself felt discouraged? Oh, but there have been so many times. It's hard to narrow it down. But
0: I I will tell you that there was a time that I can think of, and this is this is like really sad. Like I don't want to like start off on a bummer of a time, but. I remember a time when I was so discouraged that I felt absolutely no emotion. I mean, even discouragement. I didn't even feel the emotion of discouragement. I was so discouraged, I just kind of flatlined emotionally for about three months. And I thought that I would never feel joy again. And mm-hmm. it it came, um, the, the, the root cause of that was that I had lost a baby. And uh, after my second born, Andrew Blais was born, you might not even know this story, Jillian, but um, I was I was four months pregnant with my third child and, um, and the doctor one day told me we can't find a heartbeat and what's gonna happen is the baby is gonna come out. And I remember saying to Zach's dad, you know, when this event occurs, like, I just need you here and I need you to not let me see the baby. But I did see the baby accidentally. I saw the baby and the baby was very beautiful and had a little hand pressed to the cheek. It was so sweet. But man, that really ripped the guts out of me. And I'll I'll tell you this about discouragement. And I think I think it's profitable to think about this because Discouragement generally doesn't come out of the blue. It's generally not just like one day you wake up and you're feeling discouraged for no reason. Sometimes that happens. But most of the time, there is a route to discouragement. And when you're feeling discouraged, I think one of the things that is profitable to do is to think about, why am I discouraged? Where did this discouragement come from? Because a lot of times if you will go back and you will address that that root cause, you're going to find some some relief in that. There was I remember when when we were in school, Jillian, and and even though I'm 20 years older than you, you probably heard this saying, too, and probably they're still teaching kids this today. But um, they taught us that If you're on fire for some reason, you're just suddenly burning, what do you do? What do you do if you're on fire? Do you remember? Did they teach you this?
1: Yes. Yes. You're going to stop, drop, and roll. And roll. Stop, drop, and roll, right? Yeah. And I
0: think that that when we're discouraged, a lot of times it's because like everything's on fire around us, like a lot of things are kind of going wrong. And I think that that admonition to stop, drop and roll is something that can help. And and what I think of it as is like stop everything that's going on we're gonna have to take a time out here we're gonna have to take a break there's always demands and when you're discouraged it's way harder to meet those demands so let me just stop let me take a time out let me go outside let me take a walk let me lay down in bed listen to some worship music i'm just gonna stop okay i'm gonna drop what i'm doing i'm just gonna drop what i'm doing for right now because when you're discouraged a lot of times you're not even doing it effectively right so I'm just going to drop. I'm going to I'm going to stop and then I'm going to roll on. I'm going to roll on. I'm going to regroup and I'm going to roll on because the thing about it is is that that discouragement, it's an emotion, but a lot of times it paralyzes you, right? So you can stop for a minute, you can drop what you're doing, but ultimately, we got to roll on. And I have I have lots more thoughts on this because I have had lots of discouragement in my life. But I wanna I wanna hear from you, Jillian, because I know that that you've been through some heavy duty things. I've seen you at times where you were discouraged. Talk about it.
1: Yeah, you know, I think for me, when I have felt the most discouraged, it has been in two different um scenarios. One when I was really contending for something, like really believing, really like leaning in, even though it was really testing me and things were not turning out as I had hoped. So like I lost hope. And I just felt really discouraged because I just kept thinking, but it's not supposed to be like this. Like, it's not supposed to go this way. And I've been faithful and and I've been praying and I've been leaning in and I've been waiting on the Lord and I've been rejoicing, even though, you know, my soul felt. Um, you know, afraid of what might be. So I think the first one has been when things are not going, like they're going the opposite, is right. specifically in an area where I was contending for either for someone else. Sometimes my worst discouragement that I felt has been when I have been interceding or linking shields with someone else. And it's whether it's to have a baby or to see a loved one who is, you know, um, in the hospital dealing with a life-threatening illness, you know, and things are, are, are seemingly to the human eye getting worse, not better. And then the second thing has been if um, it's been a prolonged period of time where it's like, but how long will this continue? Those are the two times in my life where I have felt discouraged. And for me, when I've examined why I feel discouraged, it's feeling I would say like disconnected. I feel discouraged because I feel disconnected from the Lord going, I don't understand. Like, what more do you want from me? I've, I've given all I know to give. I've done all I can stand to stand. I've, I've waited, I've interceded, I've given it back to you. So those are probably the two times in my life, but I will say for me, it has been about to go from feeling discouraged to feeling encouraged, I have had to reconnect in intimacy with the Holy Spirit. And that for me is a whole new level of surrender. And and for what I mean by that is that when I am feeling like I'm in that valley and I don't see when is there going to be light again or wow maybe that family member is not going to be healed maybe my marriage won't be restored and it's it's that sensitive delicate moment where the lord's saying but even if even if your marriage isn't restored even if that loved one isn't healed even if it doesn't go the way you hoped and prayed and believed and stood in the gap and interceded I'm looking for something deeper. I'm looking for something more intimate. I'm looking for you to say, even still, and even if I love you and you are a good God, when I will surrender that moment back to Him, it's like all of a sudden, instead of feeling defeated and feeling discouraged. I now feel encouraged again because it's like the Lord's going, hold on, wait a second. My goodness and my faithfulness is not hinged on the outcome of your plan and your prayer. And so sometimes for me, feeling discouraged is an indicator light that says, wait a second, there might be something here that you are contending for, but there might be some surrendering that needs to be done.
0: Yeah, yeah i was um recently and i cuz there's so many challenges that i don't even remember what the challenge was but i remember thinking about the admonition of the apostle james to count it all joy when you face various trials mm. and so um i just decided like rather than than saying this is a challenge this is a problem i'm bummed out i'm discouraged all kinds of stuff like that I'm going to count it all joy. This is joy. And and then I went and looked up the scripture. So, I'll just start at the beginning and end with the end result because there's some stuff in there, okay? But he said, "Count it all joy because we know that that this is producing perseverance and patience and let it have let it have its way. Let perseverance and patience have its way in you so that at the end You will be mature, complete and lacking nothing. And so I just did the Cliff Notes version of that scripture. And I just kept saying to myself, I'm counting it all joy so that I will be complete and lacking nothing. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, no, I and, you know, and Jesus said that, right? He said, like, in this world, you're going to have tribulation. You're going to have problems. They're going to be there. But he said something really kind of outrageous which is, cheer up, I've overcome the world. In other words, I've defeated this circumstance. I've won the battle for you. I've won the battle for you on your behalf, right? And uh, I'll tell you another thing, Jillian, that, that I have found really powerful in in dealing with the spirit of discouragement because a lot of times it is a spirit, you know. A lot of times it is it is directly from the pit and it has It is coming after you right and it's a it's a uh, principality and power that that is designed to immobilize and to paralyze you right so let me ask you guys this we have a live audience today do you guys have anybody in your family you don't need to name names but do you have anybody in your family who just like knows how to push your buttons they know how to spin your top they will say things to you just to provoke you, right? Everything's going just fine. We're having a great conversation. Now you're just going to wind me up, right? So I I think most of us have people in our lives that do that, right? Um, Guess what? The devil does that too. The devil tries Mm -hmm. to push your buttons. He tries to spin your top. And um, one thing that I've learned over the years is that we teach people how to treat us. We teach Mm -hmm. people how to treat us. So the question is, how much are you willing to tolerate? Because whatever you tolerate, you're going to get more of. Now, I don't know if you've ever tried this, but when when that family member or that friend starts pushing your buttons and trying to provoke you, have you ever tried not playing the game? I'm just Mm -hmm. not gonna participate today. Today, I'm not playing that game, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think that there's a correlation to teaching the devil how how much you're willing to tolerate, mm-hmm. how much you're willing to put up with, right? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, in the spiritual hierarchy of this life, we are at the top of the food chain with Jesus have authority over the powers of darkness, right? So I do think that that there is a time where you know, it's just like, hey, I'm not playing this game anymore. the The word of God says that that David encouraged himself and the Lord. And I think it's good to, you know, if you've got a trusted friend, if you've got a, you know, a, a partner, a leader, a mentor, that you can go to and say, hey, this is not something I would talk about with everybody, but I'm talking with you about it because I know that you can you can link shields with me and we can push this thing back. We can push it off of me, right? And I think that there are times where we need to connect to others and we need the prayer of agreement. But I'm just going to say, if you want to live a happy life, if you if you want to have joy in the Lord, you better learn how to encourage yourself in the Lord and fight mm-hmm. and fight the spiritual battles. You got to mm-hmm. fight the spiritual battles because they're going to they're going to keep coming, but good news is, you're going to keep winning. You're going to keep winning. Encourage yourself in the Lord and quote scripture. You know, there are probably hundreds of scriptures in the Bible about discouragement, but you won't find a single one that says thou shalt wallow in discouragement. Mm-hmm. There's not a single one, right? At no point in time are we given permission to just sit in it and be weepy and mopey. So so we've got to develop the capacity for tenacity and learning how to push that stuff off of us.
1: Yeah, I think that's really good. You know, there's a process called Emmanuel prayer, God with us prayer. And, you know, sometimes I think something that i'm learning and helping other people to recognize is where is god in the room meaning where is god in the situation where is god in the circumstance where is god in my day and the way that Emmanuel prayer starts is really by first finding something that you feel grateful for and you acknowledge like okay here's where i'm at right now like let me let me connect in gratitude first cuz a lot of joy stems from being grateful. So we say, okay, what am I grateful for? And you find a few things that you're grateful for. Now that moves you into a, um, an attitude or a posture of being grateful. So that's kind of the first step is that we want to walk into the process with gratitude in our hearts. So once you're finding things that you're grateful for, and if you can't, you just say like, Lord, bring to my, my memory, like, show me right now, where do I need to be grateful? Because a lot of times there are things we need to be grateful for that we're not aware of. So once you start to feel like, okay, I do feel grateful. Like I've already made that heart posture, that shift. My, My heart has changed. And then the next thing is like, you can actually ask the Holy Spirit. You can say to the Lord, okay, where are you in X situation? Like, what are your thoughts towards me? how are you feeling about me right now? And we can invite the Lord to speak to us, to have this intimate conversation. And when we are feeling discouraged, I would agree with you wholeheartedly, Coach Tam, that the word of God is so important to speak that life and also that conversation. Holy Spirit show me where you know you are at right now in my business can you share with me what are your thoughts towards me what are you most proud of right now where show me where you're at he will show you he will and yeah. I don't know how many people are pursuing the Holy spirit spirit and having that intimacy, but man, oh man, he has things he wants to say to you. He wants to show you like, no, like I was really proud of you when you had that phone call. I know that was a really challenging conversation, but I was right there with you. And like, you know, you can almost imagine his hand on your shoulder. And sometimes when we're going through things that leave us feeling discouraged, we almost feel like there is a, like, not that we don't know truly that god is there but it's like but where are you and when we say will you show us where you're at like will you show me will you reveal your thoughts to me will will you tell me how you're feeling about me will you show me where you were in that moment he will He will reveal it to you and it will encourage you to see that he is in the thick of it. He is in the details. He is in the tough stuff. But it doesn't mean that we are alleviated from, like you said, those trials and those tribulations, but we can seek him and find where he is in the middle of it.
0: Yeah, amen to that. I'll, I'll tell you another thing, I think, Jillian, that that helps me when when I'm feeling discouraged. I find that that discouragement, at least for me, often flows out of a sense of a lack of control, that things are going on that you can't control, and that, um there's s- somehow disorder in your environment. And something that helps me a lot is is to, create order where i can where i can i can make my bed that i can do and just in in that process of of saying where can i create order where i can find a place where where i feel peaceful just just to sit in this place and um i kind of feel led to to tell you a story um and and maybe if you have some more thoughts jillian i'm going to pass the mic to you to close cuz i know we're kind of getting to the top of our of our podcast, but there was a time in my life that occurred probably 20 years ago. And in this time, there was a lot of challenges, financial challenges, chaos in my life. And then there was sort of this tipping point where um, for the second time in my life, I was held at gunpoint. I, I had two men break into my house. I had guns being put at my head on both sides. They were screaming at me. Um, by the grace of God, I survived. Obviously, I did. I was I was not raped. I was not harmed. Although these two guys had raped a woman two nights before when they broke into her house. But by the grace of God, I was not harmed. I, it, it came on the night. That I led a Muslim friend of mine to Christ, and uh, and I felt like that it was spiritual bl- backlash. But boy, you know, it really traumatized me. And I left the island of Saint Croix, and I came back to to Florida. And at that time, I was pursuing my master's degree at ORU, and so I had to I had to go to ORU. But my I was still in so much trauma that everybody my my little group of of ministers that i was getting my degree with it was me and like 14 guys they said what happened to you what happened to you and i it was like i couldn't even talk about it while i was there jillian staying in the hotel room at the hilton in the middle of the night i heard a key go into my door and i sat straight up in bed and the door started opening and i said shut the door do not come in do not come in i mean i was really screaming and then the door opened and this huge man because there was light behind in the hallway this huge man was standing in the doorway he had to be six foot three he filled up the whole doorway and he started walking in while i was screaming get out get out get out and then he stopped and he backed out and he closed the door i ran to the door i flipped the switch I called the front desk and I said, your security guard just let himself into my room. And um, they said, no, nobody's been given a key. I said, you check. And sure enough, it was the security guard. On the heels of that, Jillian, I I went through two hurricanes, one on the east coast and one on the west coast of Florida. And then I was held at gunpoint for a third time. And this and this all happened in the space of a month. Okay, mm-hmm. then I was in a multi-car pileup, and the man in front of me, I thought, I thought when I hit him, he was slumped over the steering wheel. I thought he was dead. I was banging on the window, and he finally lifted his head. I said, "Are you okay?" He said, "No." I said, "I'm going, I'm going to call for help." I went. To, I couldn't even stand anymore. I sat down on the sidewalk. And I started calling nine one one. God is my witness, this happened. A car came by, slowed down, seeing me sitting on the sidewalk. Multi car pile up on the left, in the right lane. The guy slowed down, rolled down his window, stuck his finger out the window at me, and as he drove by, he went ah ha ha ha. Now that's what you call the devil overplaying his hand because that was like the smack in the head that brings the amnesiac back to knowing who they are. And at that point, Jillian, I was I was so mad, I got up off the sidewalk. I stood up, I, I started yelling. I said, you think you can hurt me? You can't touch me, I'm untouchable. No matter how many gunmen you send, accidents, hurricanes, you can't touch me. I have authority over you and this stops now. And you know what? It stopped. Mm. It stopped right then and there, all that cycle of, of attack, it stopped. So I'm just telling you, you know, discouragement is an option, but it's not a good option. Fighting back is a good option. Encouraging yourself in the Lord is a good option. Surrounding yourself with encouraging people who will pray with you, that's a good option. Creating order in your life, taking a little bit of a step back, praying into it, asking God, where are you? What are you saying to me through this? I'm going to encourage myself in the Lord. That, my friend, is an effective way to handle the spirit of discouragement.
1: Yeah, I agree. That's in that's just a, a movie. There's just no way. It's just like wild to hear. I have heard that before, but every time I hear, it, I'm always so taken back by that 30 day, 40 day period of time that you, that you went through. But I'm always encouraged by it because the enemy did not win. He right. came up a loser again and again and again. But man, you yeah. did sure get sifted there. I mean, the enemy really did try to just take you out, but you stood strong in the Lord and he was a defeated foe. So, and, you know, the last thing I would say is watch your mouth. Be careful what you say, friends. Atmospheres are so sensitive. And when you know, especially, you know, I had told you that story before with uh, our our friend um, Paula White. Um, I had told you how we were on a, a, a plane and how that plane had like lost an engine was over the ocean. And it was a really scary thing. And I just remember her saying, don't say anything. And, you know, she just said, atmospheres are sensitive, especially in times of crisis where Mm -hmm. everyone is listening. And so I would just encourage you that if you are feeling discouraged, sometimes we don't realize it, but maybe the first thing that can happen is we open our mouth and instead of getting like accountability and community, um, we're really just emoting And, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying sometimes we don't need to kind of maybe get things off our chest, but my goodness, I'd be really careful if you're feeling discouraged, you know, pay attention to what you're saying and who you're saying it to, because you might give yourself a pass to say, well, I'm just, I'm just processing with a friend. I'm just in community, but be careful because what happens is that your words become prophecy. And you can actually prophesy, you know, death right over your business, your marriage, your ministry, your health, just by what's coming out of your mouth. Um, So sometimes, you know, I remember the saying, like, if you can't say something nice, then don't say anything at all. And I would say that same old adage that when you find yourself in uh, in the shadow uh, uh, of darkness and you're feeling discouraged, if you cannot... Get yourself aligned, like your mouth aligned with the word of God or the promises of God. Please don't make don't make it easier for the enemy by becoming his partner in crime. Um, because right. you, you give him legal authority when you open your mouth and you continue to confess or come into agreement. You know, sometimes the things you're thinking are not your thoughts. Sometimes you've got to ask yourself, where did that thought or that feeling come from? That might be the enemy. And do you know what he's trying to get you to do, friend? He's trying to get you to actually open your mouth and to say that thing out loud i want to encourage you to walk out the contradiction to say the opposite and i'm just telling you don't partner with the enemy of your soul because he can't wait for you to sign up and partner with him so that he can take you on a wild ride don't let him do it decide to stay encouraged and guess what if you can't say anything just pray in the spirit that'll do it too just pray in the spirit but if you're going to open your mouth say something encouraging to yourself and to the atmosphere because there are there are angels on assignment that are also trying to do their job don't make their job more difficult speak life into the atmosphere give them the freedom that they need to go and war on your behalf amen amen well i'm encouraged and i hope you are i'm too. encouraged too
0: excellent We love you guys so much. Thank you so much for joining us for the podcast today. We'll see you again on the next exciting episode of the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast. Bye for now. Hi, this is Tamara Lowe, founder of Kingdom Builders Academy, here with a free gift for you, our loyal podcast listener. We're giving away free copies of my newest book, On Purpose, How to Find, Fund and Fulfill Your Purpose. You can download your free copy right now at onpurposebook.com. That's www.onpurposebook.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast today. Join us again for our next exciting exciting episode.